This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 179. Today on our show, the National Flag Company. Um, and when we started emptying out these file cabinets, we found uh, document after document, old catalogs, old photos, ever, uh, at least I didn't know we had, uh, my dad didn't know that we had. And so we started going through these and um, we, we had the idea to create a museum. So we did create a little uh, mini museum uh, here in our lobby. Artie Schaller is a fourth-generation flag maker, and indeed the National Flag Company has been here in Cincinnati since 1869. Artie joins us today to talk about the company's storied history, flag making, and yes, we ask him about that bit from the Big Bang Theory. Now, if you've been liking the podcast, you can help support it via PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com. Also, be sure to listen for that special promo code for 20% off near the end of the episode. Now let's talk about flags with Artie Schaller from the National Flag Company. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati. She came down from Cincinnati. Just maybe think of me once in a while. I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. The place we start with almost everybody is uh, with your Cincinnati bona fides. So I imagine you're from Cincinnati originally. Yes. Um... I am, what, 35 years old, so I've uh, been here, been on the west side of Cincinnati for, for 35 years. Uh, and what high school? Uh, LaSalle High School. There you go. All right. Very good. And so you, I guess the, the family's always been in the flag business, uh, ostensibly. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I will be uh, fourth generation. We've had a uh, shower uh, working here at National, National Flag since 1903. Okay. So walk us through the history of the company. I know it's over 150 years old. When did it get started? See, a national flag was started as a, uh, as a printing business. So uh, Frederick Spencer and Walton Craig um, decided to open up a print shop here in uh, downtown Cincinnati in 1869. And they started out small. It was a lot of uh, uh, museum tickets, train tickets, um, and grew uh, steadily a little bit. They only did a couple books. They did maps and, and that sort of thing. Quickly after they started, flags and patriotic decorations sort of took, you know, went, went to the forefront sort of thing. And they did, only did sort of sewing uh, on the side. So it was mostly a print business, printing, uh, like I said, decorations and patriotic uh, streamers and, and that sort of thing. Bunting? Uh, yes. Again, making flags on the side and by 1894, so giving it uh, 20 years of Flags being their their side business, flags took sort of took over um, as their as their full full on project. Um, and in 1894 is when they incorporated the the National Flag Company. What caused the flags to take over? A sudden surge in patriotism? Uh... Um, that I, I do not know. I get all of our um, history, um, everything that we know um, is basically from from newspaper articles and stuff. Um, okay. that, that we've read. Uh, we have a couple of articles that we get from the 1930s and 40s um, that people you know, talk about uh, 
that just repeated stories that they heard, you know, from the previous 20 to 30 years. So I, I don't know what uh, what attributed to the the flags taking over, but we even have um, we still have the original minutes book that is handwritten in like old English. It's very hard to read, but it doesn't it just gives like sales accounts and, and that sort of thing. But it doesn't give doesn't give why it would have been great to read all these things of why stuff happened, um, you know, in the early 1900s and everything. But they just give dollar figures and who got who got what amount and, and that sort of thing. And that's all that's all the minutes talked about. So were, they, so were they making American flags or was it, but also for states? Because I, I would imagine at that time we're adding more states to the union. So those states need flags. And uh, Yes, yeah, so it would have been the, the, the American flags would have been uh, the, the number one seller. Those were the number one uh, you know, products on. We still have a couple of catalog. We have a catalog from the year 1900. Um, so obviously U.S. flags and. Um, the different types of, of bunting and stuff were were first, and then yeah, it would be state flags, and then um, we even have uh, in that catalog is like a a flag uh, or a pennant for for UCs. So it just had like University of Cincinnati on it. Um, that's you know printed in the catalog and, and that sort of thing. So they were already doing you know custom business logos and schools and and that sort of thing. Um, but you know by the early 1900s. So do you have like, like a mini museum of this stuff there? Yes. So when we turned uh, 150 uh, two years ago in 2019, we were, we were going to be hosting the flag uh, convention. So the, uh, the flag convention uh, for, the, for the country was going to be in Cincinnati that year. We were going to reorganize our, our lobby area, our office, just to, to bring people in and accommodate a whole bunch of people that could, could come through, walk through our factory and that sort of thing. So we were uh, re- redecorating, remodeling a little bit, um, and we were going to move uh, a couple file cabinets to to the to the, the back rooms. Um, and when we started emptying out these file cabinets, we found uh, document after document, old catalogs, old photos. Ever uh, at least I didn't know we had. Uh, my dad didn't know that we had. And so we started going through these and. You know, figured out the people would be pretty interested. You know, we we love seeing, and we thought people would be enjoy seeing uh, some of these pictures and and documents. And um, we we had the idea to create a museum, so we did create a little uh, mini museum uh, here in our lobby. Um, you could you'll probably walk around in like ten minutes and see everything. But we have original mortgage deeds from 1873 uh, for like a building on on Race Street. So when I when I found that. Um, and the building's you know no no longer there. It's all since been torn down in the like the 1930s, I think. But I was ready to go downtown and be like, hey, look, we own this building. <laughs> but uh, you know that that wasn't the case. But yeah, we found um, original shareholders document from 1872, um, and just all those really cool you know hundred and you know fifty year old you know pieces that have just been in in the dark. So it was good that their you know light was exposed to it. Um, they were in. Uh, folded up in envelopes and, and, and that sort of thing. So they kept r- rather nicely. Um, and we've uh, sort of researched how to put them on display. And then we have a couple other stuff that's just been sitting around. Um, like we've been using these uh, weights um, out in the factory just to hold material down and, and that sort of thing. And they're actually what we used to cut uh, stars with was a, with an hydraulic press. So we have all these different you know, steel star configurations with sharp edges that we would put on a press, you know, put on a white uh, material 
and then a hydro- hydraulic press would cut like a hundred stars at a time. And those, you know, those things are about a hundred something years old, but we've, uh, we've just been using them as paperweights sort of thing. So that we, we collect them all, put them all together and just different, different stuff like that, that we've had sitting around here, but that we see every day, but um, the normal, you know, anybody else wouldn't know that uh, walking past that it's a hundred year old, you know, piece that is essential to, to flag making that, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, we do have a museum and we actually don't have it open um, quite yet, obviously closed down for COVID. Um, but, and right now um, it is not back up, not uh, from the uh, COVID restriction, but because we are, we are so busy at the moment, we sort of can't take time. You know, we're focusing on flag making and not so much tour guiding at the moment. Yeah. So speaking of COVID, did you guys get into the mask making business? Um, we did not. Um, we did make, you know, some U.S. Uh, flag mask and, and that sort of thing. But we we even, um, you know, put out there that we are not going to mass produce uh, mask, which we did. We tried to get the official, you know, uh, PPE material and that sort of thing. So we looked into it. Um, but once we couldn't get the official material for, you know, hospitals and, and that the people that really needed it, we we decided, you know, not you know, really not to pursue just the cloth mask. Yeah, that's what we did, consumer-friendly ones and had to put disclaimers on. And we had all different kinds that we were selling. And yep. for each one, we had to put a disclaimer on the website from the manufacturer saying, look, this, these are probably only good for one use. Or in some cases, you could wash them, but you have to wash them a very specific way. But um, it was it would end up being worth our while. Yeah, well, so, yeah, we just did a – it said took some some red, white, and blue uh, flag material, and then we sold it as a, you know, as a flag, you know, a three-by-five-foot flag, and then you get a mask sort of combo sort of thing just as a little promotional type thing so how was the during covid so the pandemic and the shutdowns sort of came right at our uh, busy season so flag season is you know end of april then you got may may june july or april may april may and june are our uh, flag seasons because you got a memorial day there into may then you got flag day then you got fourth of july to, to cap it all off so our shutdown, you know, the Ohio shutdown happened, I think, March 23rd. And so we were just getting into our you know, gearing up sort of phase. So it sort of obviously what's not, there's no good time a pandemic can come. But that hit us, uh, like I said, right as we were going into our, our busier season. That's where we account for, you know, really actually close to 40 to 45 percent of our sales on the year come through those months because anybody that wants a new flag they're going to want it for memorial day you know all the parades and everything that happened memorial day and fourth of july um, those are just our our uh, our heavy seasons our bigger sales so we did get uh, shut down for six weeks and we did do the company-wide layoffs um where we you know had, had to had to let everybody go and actually going back to that i had a uh, a little girl, March uh, 19th. Oh, um, so wow. I was I was in the hospital. You know, every uh, wife and baby were fine, but I'm glued to uh, my phone, wondering what you know what's going to happen with with the state, what the you know what we're going to do as a company. You know, I'm calling my my dad, like what's what's it like? What are people saying? And we actually talked on that Monday. That so that Sunday, I was still at the hospital when uh, they announced the the shutdown and I'm like, oh, we got to decide. Um, so just through phone calls, you know, we were actually going to 
you know, keep, keep our employees on. We never really imagined that it would be a six week type of thing. And we, you know, we said we could, we could handle the, you know, the payroll for so long. And so that's what we had decided on. And then talking with a, uh, my dad, uh, talking with a, a, you know, another business attorney, getting some more advice. Luckily we decided, we did decide to do company-wide uh, layoffs, which were you know better for the employees and obviously better for us where they could get on that unemployment uh, sooner since it did last so long. So with, with all that, that was a big, uh, big, you know, I was sort of overwhelmed with a new little baby girl. And then all of a sudden, oh, do I, do I, do we have a job to go to? What are we doing? Are we going to have any income for how, however long? So that was a pretty intense uh, couple of weeks there. And, but I, I you know, it, it worked out uh, in, in the end uh, sort of thing, but that was obviously a crazy time for everybody. Uh, but yeah, being in the, in the hospital and not knowing uh, which, uh, what's going to happen in these next couple of weeks with uh, not so much even your business, but your whole family there was pretty, pretty overwhelming. So I guess all of uh, last year, obviously there weren't any of the uh, parades, fireworks, um, that sort of thing. They were back uh, this year and we, we did expect uh, you know some places to go you know bigger and better since they took a year off, but I think they did go bigger and better on the fireworks and not so much the, the decorations, uh, which makes sense. I, I was you know for that. Uh, but yeah, we did have a lot of uh, you know our, our normal parades and people, uh, customers came back getting bunting for their house. It was definitely more sales, more back for the the residential side. So you know, just three by five foot U.S. flags, uh, you know, for your for your house. Um, we had a lot more people even through the pandemic seeking us out or um, seeking a local company out, not so much trying to get on Amazon and get that that cheapest flag that. Is probably not made in America. Yeah. Um, so we did have uh, you know people uh, respond to our website and send us emails like, you know, I am you know my first time customer you know, for from you guys and I just wanted to support a a local you know family business instead of you know, going to my normal Amazon account or a Walmart or that sort of thing. Um, it was it was it was good good to see. Um, so yeah, uh, we're not com- completely back. To, to the way things were, but yeah, this year is, is definitely a step in the right direction. We are back are, uh, back in a bigger way in actually flagpole installations. So we do a flagpole installation and repair um, service also, which we've been doing for like the last uh, 15 years or so. And this is the really the first year that our, our crews have been out like every single day that, that it's not raining. So from uh, compared to uh, 19 to 20, so even with uh, six weeks off, our our flagpole sales and everything were were up about 30, 30 to 40 percent, which is pretty pretty crazy to think about. But a lot of residential and people just wanting to show uh, support and solidarity, and people saying they've been wanting to get a flagpole for a long time, and this sort of just put put it into perspective of they they want to get one, so they got one. So you're seeing it up yeah. installation. Yes, we're pretty st- yeah, steadily since um, 2019. So for the last two years, we've had a, a pretty good increase in all uh, flagpole installations and, and service work. Was it tough getting people to come back to work? With our in- employees, we have a pretty, um, I would say we're sort of unusual. We do have, uh, you know, our average uh, worker has been here about 17 years or so. 
so we do have a pretty good uh, relationship with them. We uh, you sort of brought people back in 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 spurts to where uh, when we were first allowed to come back, we didn't really know what to expect, what what sales were going to be like, what was going to happen. So you know we brought brought our managers back first, people who've been with us you know uh, the, the longest and and that sort of thing. And then yeah, once we had a steady steady flow of orders coming in and and work coming in. We we called uh, a, uh, some other people. We, yeah, we don't we do not have everybody back that was you know pre pre pandemic. But uh, for, for the most part, uh, we were we said hey we're ready to make flags and and they said yes let's do it. And have you had trouble with because we've had a double the time getting some blank T-shirts in uh, particularly like certain colors just aren't available anymore. At Christmas we couldn't get white hoodies or crewnecks or anything has that affected you guys as far as material acquisition uh yes so we just uh recently through the um even just after the you know pandemic and covid we we were able to supply chains were still pretty good um it really wasn't until beginning of this year um, that we started uh noticing longer times on getting our nylon in um, really just any color and then just within the last couple months, uh, we couldn't get white thread. So our normal white white thread supplier for the, like the last 30 years, you know, we put an order in you know, in plenty of time. Um, you know, white thread is the is the cheapest; doesn't have to get dyed or or anything. There's usually no problem getting it, and it took us about almost three months to get white thread in door. We had to order it uh, from somebody else for about triple the cost uh, per spool. Um, we had to get it from California instead of Chicago, um, like I said, and triple triple the cost on on that order. Um, but we, you know, we didn't didn't really expect that, didn't see that coming, especially this late in the game. But yeah, it still sort of affects supplies coming in. Um, so nylon's gone up roughly 25 percent, or that's actually going to raise again here in August. Said so thread, we had to had to pay a triple the cost to get a get a shipment in. Um, flagpoles raised about 25 to 30 percent on the on the cost of those. So yeah, cost uh, definitely the cost of the supply is what's going to sort of probably stall some of our sales in the in the near future is when people go to reorder and we have to bump stuff up 20 to 30 percent just in, in a year. Um, but that's just uh, from our our supply chains. And then also we don't manufacture our own U.S. flags here. We specialize in, in custom flags and banners as our niche. So we buy and resell flags. Um, the, the U.S. flag, um, which they are made in America, they're either made um, in New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, or South Carolina. All these these major manufacturers, uh, they basically, through this flag season, were, were completely sold out. So there was a, a time for about three months Again, during our busy season, we were out of like three by five foot polyester U.S. flags, which is that's hor- horrible for us. And really what, what happened was with them, they from the pandemic, they couldn't get people to come back to work. So they have bigger factories, us multiple facilities running uh, three shifts, you know, running 24 hour shifts. And uh, when they uh, were able to come back to work after these uh, government shutdowns, they they only had one shift or they only had one and a half shifts. And then that started again for this flag season. They just they just couldn't keep up. So there was a very high demand for U.S. flags and 
a very low supply. Um, and we think in with, with us, uh, we have some sort of reason that they might have been taking care of some of the bigger retailers, like a Home Depot or a Walmart or something like that, and sort of left us smaller dealers to sort of just figure it out. But yeah, we were out of quite a few um, sizes of U.S. flags in May and June, which we should not be. Um, but that should definitely should should not happen. Um, and right now we have orders from like three different, uh, maybe four different suppliers of all different sizes. And we they cannot even give us a, a ship date on one when stuff will come in because they're, they're still so backed up. I know there's certain uh, American flag as far as how it should be treated. Are there certain rules for how it can be made? Does it have to be exactly specific dimensions? Does it have to be made of materials? Uh, are there any rules that go along with the, the making of an American flag? Uh, there are there are like uh, what they call government government specs. Those are basically just for uh, you know government buildings and for you know anything federal related. We actually don't even stock or or have any of the government specs you know here on our shelves. Um, I, I don't know know the history behind it or why that is, but I know like the our most popular size like you you know for your house is three foot by five foot. But then that the government spec flag is like a three foot by three inch by, you know, four foot nine or something like that. Okay. So I don't, know, I don't know why they uh, where those numbers officially came from um, sort of thing. And I don't know exactly when when in time somebody just said, just make it a nice round number and, and call it a day. But, yeah, they, so they do have government government specs that you know, our official for uh, government buildings, but yeah, anything uh, for your, for your home or business can just be, uh, can really be any size. And that's sort of what we do when we make us flags. It is somebody needing a, a custom size to fit on like the, you know, to, to be displayed on, on, on a wall where they want to cover the whole thing. So like right now we're making a 13 by 23 foot U um, S flag. Cause that's, that's the, you know, the, the size that they want to cover up um, sort of thing. So it doesn't have, it can be, you know, any, as long as it's the uh, 13 uh, stripes and the, and the 50 stars and the in the right rows and configurations, then you're good. We get it to like around World War One-ish, and I saw on your website going through the timeline that there was some kind of controversy around World War One, that there was some shenanigans going on between flag makers or something like that. I can you elaborate? Um, I really can't. Not because I won't, but again, we just put that. I found that uh, pretty pretty interesting, also. Um, and again, it was just mentioned in I think one of the uh, our newspaper articles that you interviewed my great great uncle in uh, in 1930, and he he talked about it. So I I, I couldn't find too much even inf- information on the, on the I don't have my uh, have our website in front of us, but the, whatever that association was, um, there's really not. You know, they didn't keep uh, a history or anything like that on that flag making association. But I guess whatever whatever happened, they weren't. Uh, it wasn't proven, um, so really nothing nothing happened. But yeah, I I, I uh, did I did ask my dad about it to see if he had any you know behind the scenes if if Great Great Uncle George talked to to Grandpa who told my dad. But there weren't. He said there weren't any 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 behind the scenes stories or any family secrets that I needed to know about. So the company is a 
pretty much is comes into existence around World War II is kind of when it settles in, is from what I could tell from the timeline. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I don't uh, like I said, I don't know the any any history we have on anything we have on our timeline. Any, anything I know is just from a couple couple of the newspaper articles, 30s and 40s, and then you know my my grandfather would have started here, you know in in the 50s. Um, and that's where we sort of get the first-hand, you know, stories and and, and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we've been going uh, been going strong here, here in Cincinnati. I think from from the beginning. Um, and so how many employees are there today? Today we have twenty-two. And is the, is the flag business well? A pandemic aside, is it trending upwards? It seems like it's probably in pretty good shape. People are. You know, needing flags, like you said, for residences and office buildings, people seem more interested in displaying them. Does that seem to be the case? Uh, yes. Um, so we would um, you tribute to it every year. Um, obviously, we had the, the big election year um, and everything this year to where people like to go a little overboard with flags, with all those, uh, um, what was it, the the Trump caravans around like 275 where there's just all different types of flags and everything everywhere. Um, so obviously the election election years are a little a uh, little better for us. Uh, people people showing their support, showing their patriotism, um, that sort of thing. But really, it stems back to from from what I can remember, and you know, people sort of my age and and a little bit younger would go back to to 9/11. We sold out, and really the the country sold out of flags in in about uh, two days. And really, ever ever since that time, you know, that's where there were, there was a flag. Every family had a flag. Everybody wanted to fly the flag. And a lot of people, you know, I would say, like so I'm 35. People my age seeing that um, was what was what they can relate to. And I think there's times of trouble or something like that. You you, you fly the flag to, to to show you're there for your neighbor and and that sort of thing. So that was the first thing we we sort of uh, experienced to where a lot of the the older generations had had you know, multiple wars um, from from Vietnam, you know, a lot of the Korean War, World War II uh, veterans, and from the last however many years have always uh, have always flown flown the flag. Again, the the 9/11 thing sort of put a flag everywhere in every home, and uh, you know a flag only lasts you know six to eight months if it's outside. Um, flying 24/7, um, but it's these, you know, election years or something, you know, a pandemic, um, something that people need. People want to show, hey, they're they're there for their their neighbor. What, uh, how are you know, how are we together? How are we similar? That's you know, being being an American and showing your your patriotism type thing. So those are the, you know, it's a, it's bad that it that it comes to you know a tragedy to bring people together, but that seems to be a a case not just for flag sales, but sort of sort of for everything. Uh, but yeah, we do see since since 9/11 that we have seen more more flags in more places. And then anytime, uh, like I said, uh, something's going on in our in our country, then they they, they pop they they come from uh, you know from in in the garage to outside on the house, you know that sort of thing too. You you took the words right out of my mouth. It's a shame that it takes a tragedy. 
to get people to embrace the flag. Uh, on your the timeline on the website notes that in 1981 the Iran hostage situation really caused a well I guess that'd be 79.80 but caused a huge spike in flag sales and great if you're in the flag business you know not so great if you're affected by the actual tragedy. So yeah, that's that's definitely been the the case for us in in, in sales. You know, having the uh, making and selling a, a a product that you know promotes the you patriotism and, and solidarity, but yet sometimes it takes a an extra push for people to to sort of come together and or, or want to come together. So it's yet yeah, sad it it has to come to that uh, you know at at times. And but you know there are there are also good times to to where it happens. Um, to where the last one, you know, right before that, like the one of our busiest times ever would have been the America's Bicentennial oh, you know, yeah. in uh, 1976 to where obviously I wasn't around then, but that was just everybody was just wanted a, a big old party to, to celebrate America, you know, in cities and in townships and places across the country were just going going all out on their their red, white and blue and how many flags they, they could display and, and that sort of thing. And we even did it on a like smaller scale for just Cincinnati's bicentennial in uh, 1988 with all the uh, flags down at uh, Sawyer Point and Overlook Point where we did all those. So we still do all those flags every year since 1988, all down at the uh, you know the promenade pennants um, down at Sawyer Point to where they just uh, it's just wanted a way to you know to celebrate and and uh, flags are usually a, a good way way to do that. Do you do any for Cincinnati or soccer teams? That seems a big thing in soccer culture is flags. Uh, yes. So we did do uh, flags for FC Cincinnati for the first, uh, what, three years. You know, they, they bought their flags from us that they sold at their, you know, their, their pro shops and their stores and stuff like that. Uh, but once they went uh, MLS, uh, we don't have the licensing for really any uh, MLB or MLS and, and that sort of thing. So that's sort of sort of stopped. And we've done flags, uh, even the, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any left, but just the city of Cincinnati flag. Um, you guys usually get like 50 at a time from us. Yeah. I think it's been been a while now, um, but for a while there when, uh, especially when when you guys were, were blowing up, which you're still sort of doing, um, you guys were you know, promoting Cincinnati all the time. And I think you guys bought it probably close to 400 Cincinnati flags from us over the last couple of years. And in going back to, let's say 10 years, um, I think when you guys first started selling them and, and promoting them, which obviously we promoted uh, as best we could. Uh, but uh, I think we've sold like 10, 10 to 12 a year. And then we were selling, you know, hundreds a year uh, to you guys and other uh, shops like around the city. Um, so that was, you know, sort of just great, uh, just to see that, just uh, to be able to put on on social media, hey, this is the Cincinnati flag. I even handed out city of Cincinnati flags, just little four by six inch handouts one year on on opening day, like after the, after the parade. We were in the parade, and I just sort of stayed downtown with like I maybe had like 500 of them that we made here um, that we've been sitting on for years, um, and I was handing them out, and people were like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh." Uh, Never mind. It's, it's the UN, It's the uh, it's the city of Cincinnati flag. Oh, we have a flag. I'm like, yeah. So yeah, just putting that uh, that image and, and likeness out there and the, and, pr- and promoting the city has been cool these these last couple of years. Yeah, people in the stores. We have shirts that have the flag design on it. 
and people will usually transplants they will be like oh what's this and that's the Cincinnati flag oh yeah and then they'll realize that their hometown probably has one too yeah and, uh, yeah, really, yeah people do not realize every uh you know now in Cincinnati actually it's like every neighborhood you know the, the 52 neighborhoods have their own flag then you got the Cincinnati flag then you got the Hamilton County flag then you got the state flag then you got the U.S. flag so I mean, you can go however, however, however small, however big you want to go, you can show show your pride in everything. So we've had folks uh, that have been in the family business. Roger over to Gold Star comes to mind. Uh, was there ever a chance you weren't going to be in the family business? I mean, maybe. Um, so even, uh, you know, I worked here through like uh, high schools and, and summer and, and that sort of thing. And it was really like always my friends telling me like, Oh yeah, you'll, well, you'll be, you're working at, you'll be working national flag. You're, you're good. You're fine. You're, you'll, you know, that, that sort of thing of that, that's where you'll be. Um, and I was really, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's not like my, at the, you know, high school and, and college and stuff, it wasn't like my dream to, to, to be in, in the family business, sort of, but I didn't really have a dream to like be anything else. I was still trying to be like a baseball player, that, that sort of thing. So I did, uh, played a couple years of, of college baseball, just at uh, Juco, Miami, Miami, Hamilton. And then when I did my, my two years there, I went to, uh, I was going to go to uh, UC. And at that time, uh, that's when I knew I should probably uh, start focusing on uh, academic, yeah, academics. Um, so I did attempt or they told me i could be you know try try out and maybe it'll be a walk-on and i was like all right that that that's it so yeah then i uh did two two years at uc and obviously uc is just uh about five minutes up the up the hill here um so i, I was able to to work here on days when i you know only had classes in the afternoon um just to keep some money coming in but then i was able to uh relate you know i took um operations management at uc and i was then I was, you're just relating what I, what I was learning in class to to the company, and then it just sort of all all made sense. So I was like, oh, I could just start. We could we could just start doing this stuff that I'm learning in real time. I could just, you know, when I'm going into work the next day, seeing see how this works, and that's sort of how, how it grew. And it, uh, like I said, started like started from there, and uh, I've been been here ever since. So seeing that stuff. <laughs> that you were learning in class was very beneficial then. Yeah. Having a means of, right. And that was before they had, you know, all the, you know, so many co-op programs and, and all this, which is great. Uh, we actually have uh, co-op students from uh, the DAP program right now. So people that are wanting to learn, uh, you know, fashion and industrial sewing. Um, that's sort of thing. We actually have two co-ops uh, right now from UC's DAP program. So back, you know, when when I was there, uh, however many years ago, wasn't there wasn't a big emphasis on you know co-ops and that sort of thing. So I was sort of able to do that without officially doing that, um, to where I could learn it in class and then I would go here the next day. I'm like, do we do? Is this what we do? And they're like, no, we don't do it like that. I'm like, oh, should we do it like that? That sort of thing. So that's what sort of got the got the ball rolling. Did you have a? Did you apply other places, or did you think, well, I already know this business from just being here, you know, after school and before school, that it, it just makes the most sense? Uh, yeah. So really, it was they. We did have a a person in the office uh, going on maternity leave, um, and I sort of took over, filled that role, um, sort of with just the intention of just 
his maternity leave, and then it then I never left. That was the 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 start was hey do do this while we while we you need the help sort of thing, and then yeah then it it has it has grown and definitely the passion so so much for the uh, for the the flag in general and just the the family business and doing whatever we can to uh, take care of our employees is definitely grown um, to see you to do to be to be the best that uh, family leaders and stuff we can be for everybody else that's here has definitely come the 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 forefront and the passion that sort of drives everything. And one other thing I was curious, kind of a, a weird tangent though, but you ever watched The Big Bang Theory? I have fun with flags. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a couple shirts with the with the fun with flags uh, logo on it. Oh, that's cool. All right. And uh, do you have such an interest with flags, or is it more of a just more of a business interest in it, or are you actually interested in the history and kind of like you know how they've been used and so forth over the years? I mean, I say it's it's definitely a combination of both. Like when we um, uh, get an order for a a flag or you know, a custom flag that's not so much a a like a, just a straight business logo or doesn't have any wording, um, I do try to find you know I want to look up where that's going, sort of what the the meaning is, you know, behind it, why they why they choose you know, choose such colors, you know, shapes and and that sort of thing. So there there is a there's definitely a a why or a want to know the the meanings you know behind everything of the, what, what we're making um, and that sort of thing and then definitely going out um, just driving around really anywhere like you could ask you know my friends I'm noticing empty flagpoles um, you know tattered flags here and there and sort of making mental notes like is that one of our customers or should I uh, jot down a little a little note to uh, you know, send an email come Monday or send an email tomorrow that, Oh, I noticed you, know, you have an empty flagpole, you know, that, that sort of thing. So it's definitely easy and, and sort of fun to see your, your work, um, you know, displayed, you know, around the city and, and know that they do need or want a, a new flag sort of thing. You can, you can be there to help them out. And I know you were mentioning, that, uh, of course, there's obviously a lot of controversy about you can buy an American flag not made in this country. And I noticed on the website as a one-off, you guys made a Union Jack for uh, the, the visit of the Queen back in the 80s. But do you guys manufacture flags for other countries as well, or is it just mostly the U.S.? Uh, yes, so we do a lot. Uh, we really do a lot of, uh, of, other, of other nations' um, flags, I think. What was it? Last week we did... Uh, two 10 by 19 foot uh, Cuba flags. Um, oh. I think they were going to to New York, but yeah, it's a lot of um, what are the you know the prominent ones uh, around here are like you know down at uh, PNG they have all those 10 by 15 foot nations, uh, and even down um, Friendship Park, Smell Park they have uh, I guess what we have uh, sister uh, countries sort of around around the world. Um, we do all those nations um, all a uh, couple times a year at Montgomery Inn. Those, those poles right by Montgomery Inn. They do all the two by three foot, like 193 different nations, all the nations in the UN, that sort of thing. So yeah, we definitely do make all all, all other nations. So yeah, it would be um, good on on social media from time to time. I'll post a uh, picture of you know a China flag being you know sewn by one of our workers and put a China flag made in USA. That sort of thing just is it's just ironic um but yeah definitely a lot of uh, uh 
more so the, the the easier ones that are just stripes, you know, your Ireland's and Italy's and Germany and, and France, um, which uh, a lot of those are, you know, can go towards restaurants and, and different, uh, different uh, festivals and stuff like that around the country. Okay. Well, um, well, this has been great. I learned a lot. The only order of business we have left now here is, uh, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but as the guest, you get to pick the coupon code that people can use to take 20% off their next Cincy shirts or oldschoolshirts.com order, or they can use it in our store. And it could be a, a word or phrase or anything you'd like it to be. And um, so, Artie, what would you like that word or phrase to be for the coupon code? Uh, let's say uh, fly it, just F-L-Y-I-T. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, folks, use that to take 20% off your next Cincy shirts or old school shirts order. And then uh, anything you wanted to add already about the flag business or where can folks find you if, if, if they uh, uh, on all the social media platforms, obviously, and you have the website, too? Yeah. So uh, we're down here at 1819 uh, Freeman Avenue. Um, and if you haven't been, uh, a lot of people call us uh, from Frisch's parking lot because they get off at the Freeman exit. Uh, but uh, the highway sort of cuts Freeman in two and people don't know that this other section of Freeman Avenue uh, even exists over here. Uh, so we're right off the Liberty Street exit, uh, actually. But yeah, you can find us, uh, you know, you can uh, just go to Google Maps and, and to get here, um, or you can get, our website is thenationalflightcompany.com, and we're also on uh, Facebook and Instagram if you want to see uh, what we're up to on a daily basis. Cool. Taking the time, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully be buying more flags from you, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Artie. Thank you. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. Fall from a throne, older than Rome, but violent prone, poor people's own. But it's my home, all I have known. Where I got grown, but now it's gone. Out of the darkness, in came the carnage. Artie Schaller. Interesting stuff, eh? Did not realize, oh, maybe I did realize that because like he pointed out, we actually order flags from them. So if you order a uh, City of Cincinnati flag from us, uh, it'll actually be manufactured by the National Flag Company. How about that? So a good way to support two local businesses at the same time. And the song there in the background, that's Waving Flag from Kanan. He is a, a Somali-Canadian poet, singer, songwriter. You might have heard that song during the London Olympics, I believe it was a couple of years ago. Uh, this version was actually a bunch of Canadian artists getting together to raise money for the uh, earthquake that happened in Haiti a couple of years ago. And so it's, uh, it's a cracking tune. Big canophile that I am, though. I only know three of the people uh, on this recording. But anyway, uh, it's a nice tune. Uh, good one to take us out of the National Flag Company interview with. Now, if there's someone you'd like to hear on the show, simply email us podcast at cincyshirts.com and in the subject line put podcast guest or podcast guest suggestion or some such and then just give us a few sentences about why you think that person would be a good guest for the show or why you might be a good guest for the show if you have an interesting story to tell that's Cincinnati related. Uh, also be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. As always check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives wherever you get your podcasts from. They're all on our blog but they're also available wherever uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. I think the Spotify link is still working. I may need to double-check that. Uh, also, I can tell you today's show is produced by me, with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They're from Philadelphia. Find their music on iTunes, Spotify, or where else you get your music, so please do support them. They're kind enough to let us use their song for our theme music. Find vintage cheese from great places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, tons more. Adding cities all the time. We're over, 30, over 36 now, plus two in Canada. 
And uh, it's OldSchoolShirts.com, uh, like Cincy Shirts, uh, old sports teams, malls, restaurants, uh, TV personalities, TV stations, radio stations, all that kind of stuff. Like I said, Cincy Shirts, but for those towns. And again, the promo code for this episode is Fly It. It's just all one word, Fly It. All uppercase, all lowercase, that part does not matter. And you can use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com or both. You can use it on each site once. And uh, I'll, maybe I'll add that in the clutch as well for this uh, episode. Who knows? But you can check out all those sites and use that code. Or even go into the Cincy Shirts stores and over the Rhine and Hyde Park and use it there. Say, I want to take 20% off my entire order, please. And that includes, by the way, uh, getting the shirts custom printed there at over the Rhine. You can uh, use it for that as well. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye